Hello again, podcast listeners. This is the newest educational podcast, the Georgia High School Principals Podcast, a podcast by high school principals for high school principals and all educators of Georgia. I am your host, Jim Finch, and I am the principal at Mary Persons High School located in Forsyth, Georgia. Our mission and vision of this project is to interview high school principals across our state for the sake of professional learning. So thanks for listening to the Georgia High School Principals Podcast. Feel free to use your preferred format of your choice, and don't forget to listen, like, and share. Today's podcast is Season 1, Episode 6, and we are taking a break from our usual lineup of principals to speak with other educational leaders whose former job was principal, but whose job now is to support the work of principals. So with that being said, today's guest is none other than Mr. Tim Helms. He is the RESA Director of Southwest Georgia RESA, located in Camilla, Georgia. Tim is a former high school principal at Cairo High School and is a former HR Director of Houston County Schools. How are you today, Mr. Helms? Hey, Dr. Finch, I'm doing good. It's uh, good to be with you guys today. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking time from uh, your busy schedule to kind of talk to us about uh, aspiring leadership and your role as a, as a RESA Director and maybe some of the... Um, the uh, specific instances that you may have had or experiences that you may have had as a uh, high school principal and even as a central office administrator. So let's go into uh, some of your background. Can you just kind of go over your uh, educational resume and uh, tell us a little bit about Tim Helms? Okay, Jim. Um, Yeah, I I graduated. uh, My my resume, uh, you know, I always thought I was going to be a Florida boy. I graduated from Florida State in 1978. And uh, uh, my my high school football coach had asked me to come and coach football with him down in, in uh, uh, Lake Placid, Florida. And I was about to load up and head to Lake Placid when I got a phone call that there was a job opening in Brooks County, uh, that's in Quitman, Georgia. And I, I I didn't even know where where it was at. I was of course I was living in Tallahassee, and uh, so I, I took that hour long drive and drove up to Quitman one afternoon and believe it or not uh i was offered that contract uh, my first contract was for ten thousand dollars and i got a thousand dollar uh coaching supplement to, to coach football but i started off in brooks county uh 42 years ago and uh the, the rest is history you know i went from brooks to cairo and uh wound up uh, uh wound up as the head coach there about uh, four or five years later uh i was a head football coach at age 27 there in Cairo, uh, one of the youngest, uh, one of the youngest head coaches in the state, and uh, didn't really know what I was getting into. But man, that that uh, kind of turned out to be a, a meat grinder, as as we all know. And uh, I knew that I was going to head into administration eventually, so uh, I got my administrative degree from Valdosta State. And uh, then, when the football days were over with, I did have a chance to become an assistant principal at a middle school and that's really where I kind of earned my stripes and uh, uh, did that for five years then became an elementary principal at a little place called Shiver Elementary School we had a total of 400 kids there and I had 22 teachers and it was uh, really just kind of me and the uh, the male custodian <laughs> we were the only males on campus uh, but I went from uh, the elementary school I went and became a, a middle school principal back in Cairo uh, for a good uh, uh, about four years, 
and uh, then got a call from Thomasville High School, and they asked me if I would uh, be their principal. I went there for two years, and then I returned back to Cairo to follow the the great uh, Wayne Toodle as principal, and I was at Cairo as principal for uh, really eight years, Jim, and, and I, you know what kind of meat grinder a principal goes through, and, uh, and it just kind of came time to move on, and I had a chance to go to Houston County as Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources. Um, I actually retired from Houston County and uh, went to work with, uh, with Middle Georgia Risa there for a couple of, well, for about a year, and then uh, had an opportunity to come back south to Cairo, and uh, that's where I live now, and I'm actually the RESA director at Southwest RESA. So that's kind of a litany of, of where I've been and, uh, and and what I've done, Jim. Okay. Uh, kind of talk to the listeners about your why, and I, I think you've hit on it a little bit, um, but why did you become a high school principal, and or why did you become an administrator at, at all, and, and why do you think you're doing what you're doing now? You know, Jim... Uh, I'll tell you, and I just told my secretary earlier today, uh, I told her, I said, you know, he's going to ask me, what is my why? And, and she looked at me and she said, because you want to make a difference. And, and I said, you know, you're absolutely right, Helen. I, I said, I, I wanted to try to make a difference in a child's life. And, and I enjoyed being around kids, Jim. And, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, when I, I walked in Walmart the other day and, you know, I had a I looked and I saw this man walking towards me, and, and he looked at me and he said, "Mr. Helms, you probably don't remember me, but but my name is Jim So and So." And he said, uh, "You know," he goes, uh, I, "I just want you you to know I, I spent a lot of time in your office <laughs> when I was in middle school." But he said, "You were always fair with me," and he said, "I want you to know that um, I, I want you to see a picture of my family now." And he took his wallet out, showed me a picture of his family, and he said. You know, I, I really thank you for what you did in helping me. And so, Jim, you know, that's what my why was, Absolutely. was helping young men and young ladies make it through some, some tough times uh, during either elementary, middle, or high school. And, uh, man, you, you're talking about making you feel good. And you know what I'm talking about when they come back and say, thank you for what you did to help me. So that's my why. And uh, it was trying to make a difference in the life of a child, Jim. That's good to hear. Um, we know you're a, a big Seminole uh, graduate, so uh, I know that you you spend a, a considerable amount of time um, down there on that campus, either going to football games or baseball or softball games. Do you have any other hobbies or interests, or or tell us a little bit about your family as well? I, I, I know you've got some exciting things going on with that lately. Yeah, uh, Jim. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm. You know, I. I love Florida State football and, and everything, uh, you know, having graduated down there and uh, been close to the program when Coach Bowden was there. And uh, But, uh, yeah, you know, we're kind of taking a, a hit. Uh, we're, we're not like Alabama, you know. I mean, you guys are on top of the mountain and are always going to be there. But, uh, uh, listen, the, the greatest thing going on in my life right now is, is I'm a granddaddy, and uh, we've we got a little grand boy that's six months old, and, uh, they named him, uh, my, my daughter and her husband named him after my father. Uh, his name is Judge. And, uh, uh, it just, it's very special to me. And, uh, but no, hey, I, I love being around that grand boy. I love, uh, 
spending time with uh, with with my son and my daughter and uh, me and my son. We're big we're, we're duck hunters and we love to go out there early in the morning and throw decoys out on the lake and whether we get to shoot a duck or not that doesn't matter. It's just being out there and being with him and uh, I love spending time with my daughter and. Uh, you know, she's big, uh, she's a tennis, uh, she's a, both my son and my daughter are educators, and, uh, Jim, they're actually fifth, fifth generation educators. That's that unbelievable. And, uh, then my wife and I, uh, she's retired. She's a retired guidance counselor, and she's, uh, actually keeping, uh, baby judge now, and, and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm very fortunate to have, uh, those, those special folks in my life, Jim. Yes. Well, you are. Richly blessed uh, beyond measure. So uh, that, that, that's interesting. You know, I, I first met you when we served on the uh, Principal's Advisory Council for um, State School Superintendent um, Kathy Cox. And I knew you as a high school principal at, at Cairo. And I knew you used to be the head football coach at Cairo. But I didn't know about the middle school stints and the elementary school stints that you did. And, and I guess I knew you followed Mr. Tootle over there at Cairo. Uh, it, it just didn't ring true with me because I, I, you know, I, I always spent time with Mr. Tootle in GHSA, and and I spent time with you more so in GASSP, and I never really connected you and Mr. Tootle together. So I know that was uh, those were probably some big shoes to fill there because he's uh, he casts a large shadow over there in Cairo, I believe. <laughs> Man, he really did, and you know, I'll, I'll never forget, uh, you know, when he actually handed me those keys over, Jim. Uh, you know, to his office and to the school. Whenever I followed him as principal, he, he, you know, he just told me, he said, "Hey, call me if you ever need me." But this is your school now, and and uh, Tim, I, I'll I'll always be here to help you and, and support you. And I'll never forget the the first day when I went in and I sat down in his chair, okay, and I realized all the things that he had done. Uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, you know, I mean, it was. Pretty unbelievable. And I opened up his desk drawer, and there was a letter in there. Okay, and I'll met, he he said some some very special things in that letter to me. And uh, and I tell you what I did when I left as principal, I left a letter in that top drawer to the next person that was going to be the principal. And I said I said a lot of those same things that Wayne Tootle had said to me. Uh, and that's uh, that was just some, something that I remember that he did, and so I wanted to make sure that I did that for the next principal coming in, Jim. Well, that's pretty powerful. Um, you know, many of the topics on our podcast have been directly connected to the specific day-to-day duties and responsibilities of the high school principal, but today's questions will be centered on the work that Tim Helms does at his RESA to support principals, high school principals, and all types of principals and schools that are in his Southwest Georgia RESA district. And for our listeners or aspiring leaders, RESA actually stands for Regional Educational Service Agency, and there are several RESAs in our state that serve a number of districts that are geographically assigned to them. So, Tim, let's move into our questions uh, series and hear from some of the great work by the RESAs that sometimes either lost on uh, leaders like me or sometimes even forgotten. So. For listeners and principals who may not fully understand the scope of your duties and responsibilities, tell us your primary day-to-day activities and and then tell us some of the big picture items that you work on there at Southwest Georgia Reason. Okay. 
Jim, I, I mean, uh, you know, our day-to-day activities is we are here to support our 15 school districts in southwest Georgia. And, and our job really is to roll out the initiatives of the State Department of Education and, and the State Board of Education. Um, we have, um, we've got 41 employees. We've got people that uh, are straight math mentors that go in and help our either elementary, middle, or, or high school math teachers. We have ELA mentors, our, our consultants that go in. We have a science consultant. We have PBIS, and i, I got to be honest with you, Jim, uh, you know, from mine and your relationship, I don't know if you remember, but about six or seven years ago, I called you up and said, hey, Jim, what is this PBIS stuff? And, you know, and you, you guys were kind of the groundbreakers on that at Mary Persons, and I, I'll never forget you told me, you said, hey, Tim, all I can tell you is this stuff is really starting to it's starting to make a difference, and you've got to have your, your faculty buy in on it. And uh, anyway, so we've got two PBIS, really three PBIS folks that work for us and try to help school systems. Uh, we've got uh, mental health counselors. We've got uh, psych, uh, school psychologists that work through us. Um, and so that's our day-to-day activities. Um, but we really, uh, the, the lifeblood of ERISA, is uh, is actually our professional learning, and and we literally have over four thousand teachers and administrators that walk through our doors each year for professional learning. So so that's really our lifeblood. Um, but I I don't know if this is the point, but I want to tell you something that we're doing specifically for our principals this year. Can I can I tell you that at this time, Jim? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we, we've started something, and I, I don't know about you, Jim, but, you know, when you became principal at Mary Persons High School, um, I, I don't know if you had anybody to coach you or work with you as that principal, okay? And, and let me tell you, when I became principal at Little Shiver Elementary School, I'll never forget, the superintendent met me at the front door of that school that day, and he said, Here's the key to the here's here's the key to the front door in your office, and he said, the staff is waiting on you in the media center, and and I that was all the coaching that I received, you know, and I thought, what the heck, you know, now that I've got the job, what do I do, you know, and and so I don't know if you have a story like that or not, but all of our new principals and really every one of our principals. I want to tell you what we've started this year, Jim. It's pretty neat. We've actually hired seven retired principals, okay? And we have divided our, we've got, we've given each one of those seven retired principals, we've given them up to 10 of our principals in our, in our 15 districts, okay? And their job is to go in and meet one time a month with those principals and just sit down and close the door and just look at them and say, Hey, how are things going? Because you know what, Jim, I don't, you don't have anybody to talk to. You you know what I mean? Um, I didn't have anybody to talk to. And so you're talking about getting a lot of great mileage. You know, our retired principals are going in and meeting with either new principals or seated principals and just kind of saying, Hey, everything going okay? 
Do you have a school council up and running yet? Have you had your first PTO meeting? Have you started your uh, your TEKS evaluation process? You know, just little things that they that they may have overlooked. But you're talking about getting some some great mileage, and our superintendents are really excited about that program that we we have just initiated it. We're going to be a pilot for the rest of the state, and I think this is something that's really going to grab hold. Um, uh, Dr. Stephanie Johnson at the Department of Education, she's really been very instrumental in helping us get this off the ground. And uh, we're kind of excited about it, Jim, and I know you can relate because, you know, did you have a coach or did you just kind of get given the keys keys to the school and say, here it is, get started, you know? When I worked in, in Bibb, uh, I was principal at Rutland High School for one year. We had a coach there. But here, you know, I had the superintendent. He'd been a high school principal for six years. And so he pretty much served as my coach. But again, he was also my evaluator. And he was also actually the superintendent. So uh, he wasn't somebody that I couldn't go to. I mean, I knew I could always go to him because he had always, I mean, he'd been a coach like me. He'd been an assistant principal like me. He had taught a core subject like I did in high school. And so there wasn't anything that he hadn't seen or done that I was actually experiencing. So. I guess you could kind of call him a coach, but again, you know, a coach is not necessarily supposed to be your primary evaluator either. So I didn't really follow that model. So I think what y'all got going down, going on down there, is some good stuff and, and a model that a lot of other resources can can probably uh, uh, imitate as well. So how, uh, tell me this: you've been, in, I know you've been a principal at, at all three levels, but how do you think the role is? high school principal, how do you think that helped prepare you for what you're doing there as the executive director of Southwest Georgia Risa? Gosh, listen, I'm telling you, that was my favorite job as a high school principal. Number one, because, you know, I had a football team, I had a band, I had a group of cheerleaders, I had a choral, choral, I had a ROTC, um, I had, you know, 17 different clubs at the schools, you know, and Jim, I mean, that that's why I love what I see you do, your leadership that you display, because I, I kind of look at yours and I go, you know what, <laughs> you know I I would steal that idea from Jim Finch. I mean I love that you are so involved with the kids. You're, you know, uh, and, and that's what I I did as a, a principal. I wanted to be down there around them. I wanted to be in the end zone where we had something that was called the cane patch, okay, uh, where we, we put all of our students down there in the end zone. We let them uh, uh, bring a couch or their lawn chairs, and you know, they, we called it the cane patch. You know, we were the syrup makers, and those kids would get down there in the end zone and just have a great time. We had something called, uh, we had an old cane mill down there, and it, uh, it was really an authentic uh, cane grinder uh, that was down there. Uh, we had some dry ice that made it look like smoke was coming up the chimney. And every time the football team scored a touchdown, all the kids in the cane patch down there, they went crazy. It was just little things like that that I just, you know, inside me, I've still got a 16-year-old boy trying to come out. You know what I mean? Um, and I know you do too, Jim, but uh, I just love being around the kids. And i got to tell you this. I looked forward every day to going to work because I was around those kids. Right. And and that's what I miss most today about the job I'm in now. I'm working more, of course, with 
with the leaders and with boards of education and with superintendents, and I'm just away from, from where the water hits the wheel, and that's working with kids. Um, but, but I see a lot of that in you, Jim, and there at Mary Persons, and I, I mean, you promote your school, and you know, you got the number one high school in the state. And you know why you do? Because you promote it. People think that Mary Persons is the number one high school in the state, and and it's because you believe it as a leader, you know? You definitely have to uh, sell and market uh, what you're doing every day because, um, you know, as a high school kid, you know, that 16 to 24-year-old demographic is a place that uh, a lot of marketers and advertisers want to get to, so you have to sell them on a lot of things, not just education, but your, your climate and your culture. And, and, uh, and I can tell y'all are doing that at uh, Southwest Georgia recently just simply because of the, you know, what you're piloting down there with, with the uh, former principals going in and helping coaching. And so that, you know, a, a lot of, I can see where a lot of principals would forget, hey, I didn't have school council uh, elections or, you know, I hadn't even had my first PTO meeting because I was grinding here every day and, and didn't have time to kind of stand up and look around. So that's that's good to know that leaders have that, that type of support. So. Um, I guess that's kind of answered some of these other questions that I really wanted to ask you, but let me make sure that we fully flesh it out. Is What are some ways that you think a principal can leverage what, what RESAs provide in order to help facilitate their school improvement? Okay, that's a great question, and I'll be honest with you, Jim. Um, and, I mean, I know that you're not like this, but so many principals – they don't even know what RESA stands for. Absolutely. They don't even know what we do. And, and I can remember that first year as little Shiver Elementary School principal, I knew that we had some low scores, but, you know, and I thought, what is this RESA person doing coming in and going down and working with third grade reading? I really, I didn't, I, I couldn't put it all together on what RESAs do until when I became a high school principal, I finally realized, wait a minute, I've got a resource. If my scores are looking low in in math or ELA or science, I can call my RESA and they can send me experts in to help work with my teachers and, and, and give them classroom observations where they're not going to be written up. This is, But they can just give them ideas on how you can better... Uh, set up your classroom, uh, classroom discipline strategies, um, uh, teaching strategies. And I didn't really realize at the time, Jim, that we do everything from, again, helping with curriculum all the way to doing superintendent searches. And, and uh, we do everything in between. I mean, we do board, board trainings. Um, uh, and, again, I personally – uh, help with several superintendent searches down here in southwest Georgia. I, I, I'll even, uh, the boards of education sometimes contact me and our RISA, we actually help with, um, uh, with principal searches. I mean, you know that because, heck, I've been trying to steal, steal you and get you down here for, <laughs> for a, a number of years. Uh, but I know that, uh, we, we couldn't blow you out of Mary Persons with dynamite probably, you know. Uh, but so that's what Reese's can do. And, and I go back to the main thing we do is give professional learning. And, and Jim, I always use this example. If you were going to have heart surgery, 
would you want to have surgery performed by a doctor that had not had any professional learning this past year? You know what I mean? And it's the same in education. Do you want your your child to be taught by a teacher that doesn't have any professional learning throughout the year? So uh, our biggest thing is that we provide professional learning for teachers uh, uh, on every, you know, almost every day here at RISA. Either we have teachers coming to us or our staff are going out in the field to uh, help teachers that are on the front lines. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about poverty uh, and its impact on, on school improvement. And you're down there in an area where there are some economically, I mean, you've worked in some areas that are economically advantaged as well as economically disadvantaged. And I think it's safe to say that your RESA serves some of the poorest districts in our state. What, what services can a, can a RESA provide that will help overcome effects of poverty and and how that relates to you know student achievement and and their hopes for school improvement okay man that's a great question and, and you know jim you're right we we have some of the poorest of kids uh but but just because they are have been born into that that poverty situation doesn't mean that, that they're going to remain there or, or that they have to stay there and and their ticket to, to being able to break that cycle, as you and I both know, is education. Um, and, and so, um, you know, just like the other day, I had a principal that called me and said, you know, our kids, it's about it's starting to get cold weather, and our kids do not have jackets to, to wear or coats. Um, I, I contacted our PBIS person and uh, our school climate person, and they said, hey, uh, excuse me, our wraparound specialist. And she said, Mr. Helms, we've got it. <laughs> and she's going in there and helping that school with uh, a, a, a jacket drive where when, when it starts getting cold weather, those kids are going to have a jacket to wear home. So, um, uh, again, we are really focused on our poverty kids and seeing that we can try to get them out of that cycle uh, and that's just one small area of what we do. Um, you know, another thing that we do, uh, we, we have a poverty, uh, uh, we, we simulate a, a poverty situation uh, where we have a team from IRISA go in and, and actually uh, work with the teachers. And we usually do this on a staff development day, but we, we simulate uh, a poverty situation where uh, th those if it's a single parent, all of the obstacles that that single parent has to deal with in trying to get their kid uh, to school every day, um, uh, trying to work through the, the just the quagmire of uh, trying to get food, trying to get uh, uh, electrical services, uh, and you know, you know the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We have so many kids that are on that bottom level because they're just trying to survive every day and get fed before they can can, can uh, get to school and, and uh, do any learning. So anyway, um, th those are some of the things that we're trying to do, Jim, in trying to meet the needs of, of our uh, our poverty kids in southwest Georgia. Okay. Thank you. Uh, shifting gears here for a minute. You've been a, an official 
in uh, GHSA uh, games. Uh, I, I know that you've done uh, football and, and baseball for a number of years now. How do you assess the current landscape of, of high school officiating right now? Man, good question, Jim. Uh, the landscape of high school officiating, um, number one, we're, we're losing officials like crazy. And uh, the, 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 the uh, average age of officials now is really like from 50 years and up. And that really worries us, especially in the Georgia High School, because we don't have the young officials that are going to come in and take the criticism that they are receiving from from parents um, and and from from coaches and I mean it's just they're under so much scrutiny now and and every you know every play is being videoed now either from the stands or or, or from the press box and uh, and and that's why these young officials they're saying hey <laughs> I'm not going to get criticized and I'm not going to get uh, you, you people use profanity at me to try to come out here and and do uh, do this job on Friday nights. So you know we're, we're worried about that in Georgia. In fact, it's it's a national problem uh, where people are saying I'm not going to do that officiate. Uh, of course, I love it because it gives me an opportunity to be back out there on the grass uh, and be be close to the action. And it gives me a chance to be able to give back, Jim, right. uh, to 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 an athletic program, football, baseball, that was very good to me, uh, and probably one of the main reasons that I remained in school and and got my uh, degree. So, uh, but we're in trouble in officiating right now because of the scrutiny and also because of the the parents and the fans that just belittle and try to tear down uh, officials uh, on every call they make. So uh, it, it, that's a big concern. It really is. So as high school principals, what do you think that we can be doing to help support the work of, of high school officials in, in the GHSA activities? Okay. Jim, another great question. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I think what a principal can do is exactly what you do on Friday nights. You know, you could be sitting up there in the stand somewhere, or you could be in the press box. But, Jim, I know where you're at. You're down there on the sideline, okay? And and if there's any problem, you, you know, I don't know that you're in the box, but you're close enough to the action that if there is a problem, as an administrator, you are right there and can step in and help that head coach or really... That head coach, if he decides that he's getting a little bit heated and that uh, he may be about to get an unsportsmanship, uh, unsportsmanlike call upon him, there, with him knowing that you're within uh, about a stone's throw of that sideline, a lot of times he may think a little bit differently before he gets that second unsportsmanlike call. Um, and, and so, you know, not that you're there to try to – uh, to, to, to try to, uh, you know, over, uh, overlook that coach all the time. Um, but, you know, he knows that you're there on that sideline to give him support. And I think that's one of the greatest things that a principal can do um, in supporting officials, in supporting their football team, in supporting their, their, their head football coach. Um, 
and, and even if it's a, a baseball game, a, a basketball game, a cross-country meet, just the presence of that principal being there is, is paramount. It really is, Jim. Okay. Well, uh, as we get close to wrapping up the podcast today, we um, we like to get into a little segment for aspiring leaders. And you've been an assistant football coach, you've been a head football coach, you've been you know principal at all different types of levels. You've been in the central office, um, and now you've been a recent director. What advice would you give to a principal who was maybe considering a move into the assistant assistant superintendent position or maybe even to a, a superintendent position or or do you just have some general remarks for those who are aspiring to be leaders in education jim you know the bottom line is to, to be in this business you you really you've got to like kids okay and uh and and i just knew that when i you know you know, I wanted to be, my head football coach in high school had a great influence on me. Um, and, and I, that's why I wanted to, to follow and I wanted to coach kids because I knew that, you know, as he is head football coach, if he asked me to climb on top of the gym and jump off, I, I would, I would probably do it. Okay. If my father had asked me to do that, I'd have probably said, Dad, why do you want me to jump off the gym, you know? Uh, so uh, I just know the influence that coaches and administrators uh, that they have on children. And uh, so, um, I, you know, my advice would be, hey, keep doing that grind because I, I know it's a grind every day to get up and go in. And uh, a lot of times you deal with stuff that you don't want to have to deal with. But as long as you're fair and consistent, those kids, they'll come back to you one day like that, those kids in Walmart and say, hey, Mr. Helms, thank you for caring about me and thank you for helping me through a difficult time of my life. So, um, you know, I would just, uh, my advice would be if those uh, principals that aspire to, to go into the central office, just keep doing your job on a daily basis. Keep grinding. You know, keep uh, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone and doing the right thing and making the right decisions. And uh, you know, I guess it's kind of like we learned in college, Jim, the old quote uh, in loco parentis. That's right. You treat you treat those kids like you treat your own kids, and you can never go wrong. You know. Well, those are very um, candid remarks about that, and I'm, I'm sure that that our listeners can. Uh, can draw some inspiration off off of um, you know hearing you say that and it, it helps affirm you know what it is that they do every day because a lot of times you can get lost in the grind and you can kind of get lost of what your why is or what your next steps are going to be or or you know how you see the rest of your career um, playing out so that it, it's good for for our podcast listeners and even aspiring leaders. Or, or leaders like myself that have been in the principalship for 13, 14, or so many years that it is, that it kind of helps affirm what it is that we do on a day-to-day basis. So it's always good to hear from someone who's walked in those shoes like you have. And, um, and again, it's very inspiring to me and it kind of helps affirm what I do every day. So um, 
Again, you know, I want to thank all our listeners for uh, tuning in to episode six of our first season here on the Georgia High School Principals Podcast, which is a podcast by high school principals for high school principals and all educators of Georgia. Again, I'm your host, Jim Finch, and I want to thank today Mr. Tim Helms. He's the executive director of Southwest Georgia RESA, and he was our guest for episode six. So, Mr. Helms, Tim Helms, Coach Helms. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Jim, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys uh, asking me to be on your your podcast. And uh, uh, I hope that maybe somebody can get maybe just one one takeaway uh, on on something that we've talked about today. And, and, uh, And, Jim, I commend you as a leader in doing this podcast because I know it's something that as a leader, um, I, I want to continue to grow, and it's something that I would flat sure listen to if uh, if I was an aspiring leader, and and uh, which I am, and and uh, if I was a new young principal in the profession. So again, thanks for for uh, for making this happen, Jim, and putting yourself out there and going above and beyond uh, to to help public education. Well, I certainly do appreciate you joining us today. So for our podcast listeners, please feel free to share this podcast on all the platforms of social media. And we look forward to recording future podcasts with with other leaders like Tim Hounds and other principals in our great state. So for now, we are signing off and thanks for listening.